Hey friends, we are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One With Friends podcast. Um, This morning, Llewellyn, I was awoken by a thunderously loud thunder. (laughs) I should have worded that different. Um, That it literally jolted me awake. It was so close to where I was. It was so loud and abrupt. I almost thought that buildings around us might have been exploding. Like, that's how close it was that I was like, if I start hearing, like, a fire truck soon, I'm going to be concerned. That's how loud and close it was. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it's nuts. Did you wake up in a more peaceful manner than I did this morning? I mean, yeah, it doesn't rain here very often. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Poor Florida. (laughs) Oh, it was literally like all night last night and then into this morning as well. But it has since passed. But I was very surprised with just how loud it was. But anyways, um, we're still in the middle of the month. So we can just get right into the episode because we don't need any life updates. Yeah. All right, so this week we watched season four, episode 15, titled The One with All the Rugby. Um, this one, the story was by Andrew Reek and Ted Cohen, directed by James Burroughs, and originally aired on February 26, 1998. Chandler's abrasive ex-girlfriend Janice reappears, Monica finds a mysterious switch in Joey and Chandler's old apartment, and Ross tries to impress Emily by playing rugby. I hadn't read that ahead of time, but those are the exact things we're going to talk about today. <laughs> Is that the first time that's happened? I think like, so. Like, so concisely? Yeah. Succinctly, I guess, would be the better word. But yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Love it. All right. So we'll start with a soft open, um, which is really just one storyline, but we'll start with it anyway. So we're in the nail salon, mm-hmm. and uh, Monica, not Monica, Rachel and Chandler are getting their nails done. Um, Chandler appears to be getting a petty... Rachel's getting a Manny. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, like, and I don't know how you feel about it, but, like, I feel like Chandler's into it, but also, like, he's trying not to be into it because he realizes he's a man. Yeah, it was much, I think, still in the late, like, the 90s, it was still more taboo for a guy to be getting, like, a manicure or pedicure. I feel like now it's much more accepted. Oh, yeah. Um, even amongst, obviously what I'm trying to address is like the heterosexual male, like getting a manicure pedicure is a way of like self care now. And it's more widely accepted for hetero males to get many manis and petties. But I completely agree. I could totally see Chandler being the guy that's like, no girl, I'm going to get one too. I could also see Monica being a clean freak and forcing Chandler to get it in the future as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that probably Like, <laughs> no, you will get one of these because I need your feet to be clean. Yeah. <laughs> I just realized that that dynamic is like, yep. <laughs> um, so they're just chatting or whatever. And then Rachel realizes that she's sitting on this like long nail and she like pulls it out and she makes some comment about like, I don't even want to think about what that person <laughs> was scratching when this broke off. Oh, it's so gross. so gross. And then Chandler just <laughs> casually mentions like, you want to know? who used to have nails like that and then in walks janice oh my god so perfect she's reappeared (laughs) unfortunately you did that you did that really well thanks i try every now and then um i did notice that the the brands that were offered in the nail salon was nicole and opi which is funny because those brands are still very much around and relevant today i think there's more like popular ones like like Essie has definitely like come up in like name brand recognition when it comes to nails, but OPI is still very oh, much yeah. a staple. And I'm sure in some circles, Nicole brand is as well. Yeah. Um, and also I forgot to mention this while mention this while you were giving like the episode recap at the beginning, but this is the last episode to be directed by James Burroughs. So I know you mentioned, Oh really? but it's the last one. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to start with Monica and her light switch. <laughs> so good. Um, so we're in the, the girl's apartment, which it's really hard to say that that's their apartment. Um, and Monica isn't sure what this light switch does. It's by the door, which just for context, it's like right about in the spot where the magnet doodle used to be. Actually, mm-hmm. they put it on both sides. So that's a mute point. It's on the side where the foosball table was. 
Um, right. But it's just this random light switch, and she asks Joey, like, what was this for? Because she's flipping it on and off, and nothing is happening. And Joey mm. is just like, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't care. Like, we've never used it. Um, and then Rachel makes a comment and looks at Joey and is like, well, what does the silver knob on the toilet do? And Joey's like, well, <laughs> it, it flushes it. And she's like, oh, okay. I just wanted to make sure. Oh, no, wait, no. So then she, sorry, it's been a minute since I watched this episode. She turns on him and she tells him like, oh, so when you come over, you can actually use it. <laughs> He totally was called out, and you can see it on his face. Yeah. He did it so good. <laughs> like, he's like, oh, shoot. <laughs> did you notice? Um, I had to ask you because this is very much like a Michigander thing. Did you realize what type of drink Rachel had, had in her hand? I probably did at the time, but I'm blanking. It's been a minute since I've watched this. It was a Jones soda. Oh, it was? Oh, I yeah. <laughs> I saw it, and I was like, oh my God. Nice. Yeah, I had to mention it. Good catch. Um, so then a little while later, Monica, like, basically stays in the girl's apartment almost this entire episode. Um, yes. She's still trying to figure out what happened, like, where this switch goes. So she's plugged mm-hmm. in appliances to, like, every outlet in their house, in every room, because she wants to find out what, where it's coming from. And something mm-hmm. will make a noise. So then Rachel walks in, and she's, like, confused. She's like, you know, you could have just used a bunch of lamps. Like, you didn't have to use the blender and the toaster and everything. Um, but Monica was adamant that she wanted to hear a noise. So Right. Which, honestly, like, I can understand both sides. Mm-hmm. And I think that the machine makes sense because if, you know, if it's bright outside, it's harder to see a right, light. right. Especially if it's, like, in a corner or something random. So, like, to hear a noise makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So she turns it on, and then there's this humming noise. And all of us catch it really quick (laughs) that it's Joey making the humming noise. But nobody else, like, Monica's walking around, like, trying to find it. Phoebe's, like, looking around. Rachel's looking around. And then she stops, and she turns and looks at Joey. And she she hits him, and she's like, Joey's making that noise. Mm -hmm. So he was being petty is what he was being. That's, it's a really funny prank to play. It is. Did you realize one of the chairs in her kitchen, the backdrop of it is just like a pinup girl? Uh-uh. It's just like smack dab. It's it's the one that's facing towards the audience, so where they shoot. So it would have its back to the actors most mm-hmm. of the time. But it has like a pinup girl, like center on the back. <laughs> interesting. Like the backrest. I was like, what an interesting kitchen yeah who knows furniture yeah um so then her next thing that she decides to do is get she got the electrical plans for the building the entire building Mm -hmm. apparently all you had to do was pay 25 dollars and wait in line for three hours to get this she's proud of it too she was real proud of it um and that's kind of all that happened in that part she's just telling yeah rachel how long she had to wait And then a little while later, we see we're back in the apartment. Rachel enters and there's pictures all over the wall, like Mm. like from one side of the door to the other side of the door. Just pictures like hand drawn, like a child has drawn these. But we come to find out that Monica had drawn all of these. (laughs) Um, And she just decided she wanted to redecorate because she didn't want to tell Rachel why she really put them up. But in reality, she had to cut a (laughs) hole in different parts because she was trying to find out where the wire went right to make this outlet work and while Rachel did you no go ahead well did you notice the the book that Monica was reading I thought was very like ironic so uh, like we see Rachel walk in and Monica's very chillax and just sitting like reading a book so after you know after she's carved all these holes in the wall she's reading a book called like a hole in the head by Jen Banbury. <laughs> Banbury, sorry. Nice. Um, so I just thought that was I just thought that the was irony. pretty funny. Yeah. So Rachel discovers that she had the holes in the wall and she's not happy about it. And then mm-hmm. she looks down and she's like, Well, why is there like why is this covering the floor? And Monica tries to stop her, but she fails and Rachel pulls it off and she also cut a hole in their floor yes. trying to see. And Rachel says hi to the neighbor below. But in reality, mm-hmm. like, there's no way that you would be able to cut through that much of the floor. I know. It's it's a it's a bit of a stretch. But yeah. in the uncut DVD version of this episode, it is, it, like, it eventually shows that Monica has also knocked a hole in the ceiling. So when Monica asks the neighbor under them, um, like, 
at in the same scene, it shows that she also asks if she's met Kenny, who lives above them, as if they're like communicating between the holes in the floor, in the ceiling, that's and funny. the floor. So she like introduces them to each other, and that's in like the uncut version of the episode. Um, but also a kind of a, a goof that I saw was when Rachel's pulling the pictures off the wall that are covering all the holes. There's sort of a glitch showing that like something was edited out as Rachel's pulling off that fourth picture off the wall. It's kind of as if like Rachel took more than one attempt to peel that picture. So you kind of see like a little bit of a, a, a goof there. Um, it's not super obvious, but it was it was minor. Nice. So in the tag, we kind of wrap up Monica's story and we find out that um, the super and a $200 an hour electrician couldn't figure out what the switch did. And Monica had seven pretty serious shocks. So she thought, eh, I'm going to give up. So she goes over and she's just flicking it on and off because she's irritated Mm -hmm. and whatnot. And then we Mm -hmm. go next door into the guy's apartment and Phoebe and Joey are watching TV and we're watching the TV flick on and off, on and off, on and off. <laughs> so we've discovered, well, we've discovered, they have not, that the switch somehow is connected to that outlet that's holding their TV in the other mm-hmm. other apartment. But Phoebe thinks she's the one doing it because she's like blinking her eyes. So she, she's thinking she's magic and flick, flicking the TV on and off and then it stops and she's like, oh, I lost it. It has a very, like, bewitched feel to it. It does, yeah. You know, with, like, the blink. Isn't that bewitched? Like, where she kind of, like, blinks she or, like, wiggles her, her nose? She her nose. I wonder if blinks is I Dream of Jeannie. Could be. I, I think it was. It might have been that one. So I, I'm mixing up my witch series from the 50s, I think, but or whenever. Um, okay. All the way back to the beginning, to the beginning of the episode, I just wanted to call out something like, it feels like it's pretty obvious, but just to like put a stamp on it, this, and I should have mentioned it when we were talking about the soft open, the on and off again relationship between Janice and Chandler, like effectively sort of ends this episode. Um, Spoiler alert for any of you listening, fast forward 10 seconds, 15 seconds ahead. In the season finale, you know, the one with Ross's wedding part two, Chandler gets together with Monica and then the pair obviously later marry in the one with Monica and Chandler's wedding part two at the end of the seventh season. So it feels very obvious, but like this sort of is like the final stamp before the official like move on happens with Chandler. So I just wanted to call it out. Nice. Um... So that's basically all there is to that. Um, so let's move on to, since you were just talking about it, Chandler and Janice. Mm-hmm. Nice transition, right? Yeah, lovely transition. <laughs> Thank you. So we're in the girl's apartment, and Chandler comes in with Janice, and Joey freaks out. Like, Joey just can't believe it. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> He's so pissed. He's so mad. <laughs> He's so mad. <laughs> and Janice proclaims that she's divorced and she's riding the alimony pony. She's also in 100% velour. Did you notice that? Sorry, my dog is like choking Sneezing. in the background. Yeah, it's so annoying. Um, did you notice like her whole outfit is velour, all of it. Well, she's riding that pony, you know? I know, gotta spend big money. Right. <laughs> I don't know if it's big money for velour, it, but maybe but... back in the day. Um, <laughs> so they kiss... And then she leaves, and Chandler slams the door, and we find out that he cannot stand her. He he points out, obviously, there are her annoying, her annoying parts, her laugh, her voice, her personality. Plus, she's brought back, like, nine new ones. So Joey is very irritated and wanting to know, like, why did you bring her here? There are people here. What are you doing? <laughs> there are people here. It's so good. Um... And Chandler lets him know that he's going to end it tonight, and nobody believes him because we all know Chandler's record. He can't break things off with women, Um, but he's, like, very, very adamant. He's like, we're not involved. Um, I'm going to do a preemptive strike, and we're going to break up before we even start, and I'm doing Mm -hmm. it tonight. And so he is, like, putting a stake in the ground saying this is ending tonight. So we go... No, go ahead. Did you notice, though, like, the draped fabric on the girl's countertop? Yeah, I thought it was a little weird. 
like that to me is the equivalent like i get it for a table because you're trying to decorate but it's on the like prepped prep area countertop like it reminds me that's as bad as having carpet carpet in the kitchen but did they really put their table up in that apartment yeah it was like right where the pool or the foosball table was Hmm. they have their table there Hmm. we it's not featured as prominently because of the way that like it's placed but like the island little cutout countertop like to have a fabric on it just like it just makes no sense i was like ew like remember back in the day when kitchens had carpet like Uh. what if you drop stuff in there like that's so disgusting yeah that's what it made me think like i i hate it i hate it yeah oh and also uh i'm I'm kind of maybe mixing up my scenes a little because i didn't put any like indicator where it changed but when rachel is holding her drink in one of these scenes She's holding it with her index, middle, and pinky, and she has her ring finger, like, tucked under her hand. So, like, take your ring finger and curl it, but keep all the rest of them as if you're holding a can. That's how she was holding her, 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 I think it was her Jones soda, maybe, her beverage. I was like, what is she doing? That's weird. I just tried to do that with the can I have here, and I'm like, I don't know how that works. I, yeah, like, I literally don't understand, but anyways. anyways. Um, so we're in the cafe later that evening, and we find out that Janice sings, sang during the musical because Chandler points out that everybody else was annoyed because they paid to hear the actor sing. And mm. I just have to say that that is my biggest pet peeve, one of my biggest pet peeves about musicals or anything. Because, like, I've gone to musicals and... Like, with my mom, it's running joke. She's like, I don't want to, like, listen to you sing the whole time. Like, I want to hear them. And it's like, well, you won't hear me sing because I paid to come see the show. So I'm not going to insert myself in the show. <laughs> okay. Okay. So it's, it just, oh. So when he said that, like, I immediately felt it. I was like, I would be that person that would get up and say something because I'm so irritated. Because you don't sing during a musical. End of story. Anyways. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> Um, but then she makes, so she's like not paying attention to his, you know, sly comments, his sarcastic comments that he's making. Um, and she makes a comment like, who would, who would have thought that Cupid had a station at 14th street nails? And she (laughs) is just like head over heels in love with him. Um, Mm -hmm. but Chandler decides to own up and says they need to talk. Um, and he just got out of a serious relationship. It's just too soon. And then it goes the wrong direction because she says that she also just got out of a marriage and it's perfect timing. She's not letting him get away with anything. Mm. But unfortunately, Chandler pulls a Chandler and decides (laughs) to tell her that his company is transferring him overseas. (laughs) <laughs> and she's excited at first because she's like, oh, it's going to be somewhere exciting and I'm going to come visit you. And then mm-hmm. he so she's trying to find out, like, where it is. And the first thing and I don't know why this was the first thing he thought of. The first thing he thought of was Yemen. Mm. Mistake. <laughs> yeah. And she gives him she embraces him, gives him this big hug and just says, you know, I'm going to have to soak up every ounce of Chandler Bing until you leave. And he's like, well, I'm leaving tomorrow. So... Yeah, he does it. He does it real quick. He does. It, like, escalated so fast in true Chandler fashion. Um, Did you know that Yemen existed outside of watching this show? No. I had no idea. I don't even... I can't even tell you where it's at. I wonder if the writers were, like... It's right under Saudi Arabia. Okay. That helps. Um, Which, I mean, it's got a lot of coastal land. So part of me thinks, like, I wonder if it's actually, like, a beautiful place. Probably is. Because it's a lot of water. Like, it has, it has like, I think half of its border is, like, on the, what, sea? Ocean? Yikes. I should have looked that up. But, yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that is. But that, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're back at the apartment, and... Janice and Chandler come in carrying a ton of boxes. The friends look really confused and she's just, you know, keeps saying, like, I'm going to spend all the time I can with you. 
Um, so I'm going to help you pack. And he's like, you don't have to. But she's adamant. So Joey is like, what is happening? And um, Chan- I think Chandler's the one that finally tells him, like, yo, I'm moving to, moving to Yemen to get rid of her. And mm-hmm. um, Joey, <laughs> Joey, like, gives him, like, a thumbs up. And he's like, dude, that even sounds like a real cu- country. <laughs> Which is funny <laughs> in light of our recent conversation that neither one of us even yes. knew it existed. Yeah. Um, so then we're at the airport and which I find this really odd, like how, and maybe, maybe it changed after nine 11, but like, how did she get to go all the way back to boarding without buying a ticket? Well, before, before nine 11, you could, it did that change at nine 11. I mean, I was 10, it, so I don't remember like specifics. It, it did. You used to be able to walk up to the gate. Interesting. And like family members could like literally be there to welcome family members coming off of a flight. And then you would just come like you would just walk all the way back with them. Like TSA in the form that it is now did not exist back before 9-11. It was after 9-11 that they really kind of shored things up and created what is now the security checkpoint. Wow. And and said like that's nobody that's not flying can pass this point because then it just limits the chances of someone being. That's just like it's honestly so insane to think about. Like that was only like twenty, like 20 years, years ago. ago. I know. Wow. And 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 because of our age, like we've never experienced anything else. Right. But I'm sure there's you know people who were into their. 20s and traveling or 30s or 40s who you know now are like we used to be able to like walk right up there you know yeah and I do remember being in like an airport at one point but I was too young to realize the difference in like the security yeah I didn't take my first flight till I was 16 so that was after 9-11 yeah wow yeah anyways yeah so yeah you could walk right up to the gate she could um so she, so he is like the whole time trying to get rid of her, you know, little by little, so he can just like turn around and go home because he's obviously not going to Yemen. But she makes it very clear, like I am not leaving until you board that plane. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, okay. And then she makes a comment about like your friends are terrible. Like none of them wanted to take you to the airport. And he's like, yeah, well we weren't really that close. Just <laughs> obviously a lie. Yeah. <laughs> So we're not that <laughs> right. It's such a it's just such a funny way for him to say that. Yeah, we're like, really not that close. We're not that close. So then he goes to the the desk to ask for a ticket or to buy a ticket, and he he literally asks the lady for a fake ticket. He's like, "Can you just like act like you're giving yeah. me a ticket? Like, give me something fake." And she is just like so confused. And so then he hands her a library card, or he's like, "I'll hand you this library card." And she goes, mm-hmm. the ticket to Yemen is $2,100, and we don't take library cards. And she says it very loud so that the, like, everybody can hear her. Yeah. Um, and then Janice asks him if he has to stay, like, thinking, oh, you don't have the money to go. And um, he's like, yeah, no, I'm okay. And so he hands her an Amex card. Mm-hmm. And he buys a flight for $2,100 to Yemen, which seems like a lot in that time. Um, yeah, I'm trying to do a little bit of research, but remember it is last minute. So it's a same day purchase, which usually is more expensive. Right. So there's, there's that element that's kind of hard to work around so far based on what I've been able to find. Um, now mind you, I'm looking on kind of the main four Delta United American Southwest I currently have not been able to fly, like find an actual flight from New York to Yemen. Oh. Like it says, sorry, there are no flights available. It doesn't matter what dates I choose. It's just not currently doing that. My guess is that you have to pick an airline such as like yeah. United Arab Emirates or something like that. So as you keep talking, I have I'm still going to keep looking because I am determined to figure out what a last minute trip to Yemen costs because 21, like back in the day, that's a lot of money. I'm curious to see 
like maybe because our planes have evolved and they can take more people across at the same time maybe it's actually cheaper i don't like i don't know but i'm working on it so i will let you know because i thought it was a pretty penny as well yeah so the last scene at the airport um we hear over the loud speaker flight 664 to yemen is boarding and Janice, like Janice's one-liners are just, they're so annoying that you can't forget them. And mm-hmm. she, her little, oh my bingling, I'll wait for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then she asks him like what you're doing over there. And he makes up some job. Um, like, oh, she asks like when you're going to come back. And he's like, well, mm-hmm. it's not until the job's done. It, we just have to find an energy source to replace fuel, which is like obviously <laughs> not a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so she asks for his address, and he gives her 15 Yemen Road, Yemen. It's, oh my gosh, like, come on. Like, Janice, you're not, come on, you're Janice. not that dumb. Come on, Janice. So they kiss, they hug, he goes to get on the flight, she walks over to the, the like, glass to watch it take off, but the last thing he knew is she was just watching him get on the flight. So he gets in, like, kind of walks down the runway a little bit, and then he comes back and he starts walking out like that, like she's not there, but she sees him and like catches him. And he's like, "Oh my gosh, what are you still doing here?" She's like, "I'm gonna watch you. Like I'm gonna watch the plane take off. I want to wait to like every second to soak you up." Mm-hmm. So then he turns around and he like embraces this lady that's getting on the plane, and he's like, "I guess I'm going to Yemen." <laughs> <laughs> so he actually—he's like, "Can knows. I stay with you?" <laughs> yeah. Poor guy. Poor buddy. So, Chandler is in Yemen. Yeah, I, um, I, I do have sort of an update. Um, before I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop looking and like officially close out, um, like this conversation by just giving a little bit of context that I could find. As of June twenty eighth, twenty twenty one, which is still a long way away, but nothing at this time has like surpassed that. It essentially says that the one in 2015 the u.s embassy in sanaa sanaa sorry suspended its operations um a civil war continues um it's like terrorist groups continue to plot and conduct attacks there um if you google it like just how to fly to yemen from u.s the travel.state.gov Yemen travel advisory says do not travel to Yemen due to COVID-19 terrorism, civil unrest, health risks, kidnapping, armed conflict, and landmines. So I'm sort of not surprised that I can't find like a single flight there. Can we talk about um, how that's a lot of different things? It's a, it's a, like, it's, a, a it's a list. It's an actual <laughs> list. <laughs> like I, it's I, not like... I get COVID and like, I mean, I get all of them, but I'm like, you had to add all of that. Can we also talk about how landmines is listed? <laughs> oh my god! Just in case like, none of those deter you, we have landmines. And and like, m- mind you, like landmines might be because of the current civil unrest True. and armed conflict happening, as opposed to like historical World War II landmines that you just happen to stumble across. Like I'm sure it has to do with like what's currently happening. Right. But um, now that was almost a full year ago now and things can change relatively quickly um but also considering the fact that i have not been able to find a flight easily makes me think that i think the u.s is saying like hey maybe don't do that yeah so that's that's Right. Um, if anyone of our friends lives in Yemen, I mean, I really doubt that Yemen is like the top of the list of people who are listening to our show. But if you live in Yemen, have friends in Yemen, know what's happening in Yemen, I'd be very interested for you to reach out and let us know, like, why potentially am I not finding the ability to travel there? Or even if you've ever been to Yemen, I would love to yes. know what it's like. Oh my gosh, send us a picture. We'll post it to our social media or something. Yeah. It'd be it'd be great. Um unless it's like a bad like send it if it's like a nice like yes, we have beautiful landscape here like when it opens up you should come, but yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah. So, as of at least 2021, do not travel to Yemen. Got it. Um but also we're so not Don't pull a Chandler. 
we're not governmental tour guides either. So true. Find your own research. Yeah. <laughs> we are not the source of truth here on Yemen's internal conflicts and landmines. So, okay, I will be quiet about that, and we can move on to our final Point. topic, yes. which I do have a lot to say about. So. Oh, wonderful! Um, <laughs> so our final topic is Ross, Emily, and rugby. Yes. So we're outside and Emily and Ross are walking and she just can't believe that he walks at night alone in New York City. Um, just because she, you know, is looking at around them. Like they're kind of in that alleyway that's kind of by the cafe. And yeah, it's like dark and yeah, dank and dirty. And there's like a car alarm that goes off and like just people all around. Like it's just I get where she's coming from. Um, yeah, but I also, also, I love New York. Right. Or same, <laughs> same. But I wouldn't walk an alley by myself at night. At night, no. <laughs> um, no. Not even during the day, but I digress. <laughs> yeah. So two guys come up, and so they're having this conversation, and Ross is trying to act all, like, big and bad. And he's like, yeah, no, I'm good, like, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And these two guys come up, and they pick up Emily, and Ross immediately screams for help. Like, bloody murder screaming for help instead of like trying to actually help Emily. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then they, the, the people put her down and we find out that it's two of her friends from home, Liam and Devin. Um, and it's very obvious as they're talking that Liam and Emily were obviously an item at some point. Um, yeah. And Ross is like getting super jealous. And so he like pulls her closer to him and, tries to like make especially because he's pretty like he's big yeah yeah like ross is tall but he's also tall and lanky yes. whereas this guy is tall and large yeah like They're he's very stocky fit. yeah yes yes it's very stout yeah and so men. ross to kind of go with that ross asks them if they were playing soccer and then he tries to be all you know macho and funny and he's like or or football like in this terrible accent <laughs> so bad um and they kind of like laugh it off or whatever and they're like no we were playing rugby and yeah. in this conversation they invite ross to play with them tomorrow because they're playing a game with a bunch of people and emily quickly turns it down he's like no 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 I'm like ross isn't gonna do that he's mm-hmm. well he's american like they don't play rugby um and then ross right. ross makes the uh- dumbest freedom joke <laughs> what does he say? Again? I don't even remember what he says, but I just remember it being so dumb. Yeah. Um, I remember it too, but I can't remember what it is. Shoot. Okay. But she does state like this. Well, I mean, you're American to start with. You don't even have rugby here. Like she states that very loftily, but guys, just to clarify for those of you who do not reside in the U S rugby is still very much indeed played on a professional semi-professional collegiate high school and club level here in addition to pickup games so we do have the sport of rugby and we we have so it's kind of a factual error but i wanted to very much call that out we have rugby here yeah um okay so i I looked it up so emily says well i mean you're american to start with you don't even have rugby here and ross's comment is well we didn't have freedom here until 1776 either, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. When I heard that, it literally reminded me of the conversation that we had our, with our friends over at Two Star Podcast when they were like, don't you, like, don't all Americans love everything British? And I was like, well, not everything. We literally flee your, like, we left your country. <laughs> right. <laughs> so not everything. Freed ourselves from you guys. <laughs> Freedom, freedom. <laughs> okay, continue. So a little while later, we're in the apartment, and Ross is watching rugby on the TV um, because he is trying to prove that he's man enough to play the sport. And Joey <laughs> reminds him that he's not even man enough to order the channel that carries the sport. <laughs> and Joey just like the whole time is like calling him out, like, "Dude, you can't do this." Um, and he's mm-hmm. telling him like, "Rugby is brutal." Like you're not going to do this. And Rachel calls out that he got hurt playing badminton with her dad, which is like the yeah. retirement game. Um, and like there's, that's a no contact sport, yeah. which is also the hilarity like side of that. Okay. I forgot. I, we like moved on and I was already talking and I totally forgot. But when the guys were outside drinking with uh, Ross and Emily, I'm pretty sure they were drinking Guinness from a can. 
it's kind of like what the what the can looked like, but they never turned it around, so I can't confirm. Um, they never like featured the drinks, you know, in like a very like content addy kind of way. Um, but I just wanted to call that out. Also, the Magna Doodle says nice nails, Chandler, because it refers to the fact <laughs> nice. that he got a manicure. So nice I thought catch. that was very clever. But anyways, okay, sorry, you can continue. I just I keep forgetting to like insert these comments yeah, when no, it comes you're good. up. Um so Rachel makes the dig that he got hurt playing badminton with her dad and Ross's comeback is, yeah, well, the dog kept licking at me, which is terrible. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So then Joey tries to explain the scrum to Ross and he's like, yeah, I know mm-hmm. what that is. And he's like, do you really know what that is? And <laughs> I mean, I didn't know what it was. No, but I don't understand rugby. It's their <laughs> huddle, apparently, which I don't know why they couldn't just say huddle, but stay. Um and but it's part of the game too yeah it is it's not like the pre-huddle where they go for like game like game plans it's like both teams come together right in a scrum but it's essentially like a huddle similar sure huddle sure um so then he basically says like you know i'm doing this because you know i want to show emily how tough i really am and Rachel mm-hmm. laughs, and he's like, yeah, you're the toughest paleontologist I know. <laughs> and at this point, Joey steps so in, and he goes, he starts to kind of give a pep talk, and he's like, Ross can take care of himself. It's not like he's Chandler. And from the bedroom, <laughs> oh. we hear Chandler yell, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> which I thought was so good. Yeah. Um, so Ross just ensures that he's going to be all right. He's like, I'll... He, so he picks a guy on the screen, and he's... Um, I think he, like, he picked a guy on the screen and tried to, like, compare himself to him, didn't he? He did something like that. And I the guy ends up getting... Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, he, like, points at a guy on the screen. He's like, yeah, like, I'll be like that guy. And then he ends up getting pummeled um, and just, yeah. like, taken out. And Rachel's comment was, well, maybe there's a dog looking at him. <laughs> she just can't let that go. So we're out on the... Okay, anything else in the apartment? Uh, no, not in the apartment, no. All right, we're out on the rugby field. Um, and Joey is telling, like, looking at the people, and he's like, stay away from him, stay away from him. Like, you know, those guys are huge. Don't go to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and Phoebe says hi to somebody who has no front teeth. It's just <laughs> so weird. Um, I mean, so it makes weird. sense with the sport, but. It really does. Yes. It's kind of like that. It's probably the same kind of joke that, like, hockey is very similar in America as that, where it's like. They don't have their teeth and, you, yeah. you know, like, yeah. it seems very similar. Like, the joke is that, like, for those sports, they're, like, really intense. And when it happens, it, like, happens big. Yeah. So then Ross explains that he's going to have to go red Ross. Mm-hmm. And nobody, everybody looks at him like, what are you talking about? Like, what does that even mean? And so he tells them the story of the time where they were all waiting in line for Dances with Wolves. And somebody cut in front of them. He lost mm-hmm. it, screamed at them, and turned red hinting at red ross none of the friends remembered okay when trying to remind joey of this of this red ross um dances with wolves came out in 1990 um which is three years before joey officially joined the group so just kind of like a little continuity error yeah or it could have been something that they like replayed in the theaters it could be. I don't, I don't know. know if they did much of replaying in the past. Maybe they did. I don't know. But just based on, like, this version alone outside, like, the continuity it just doesn't line up. Yeah. Um, so while Ross is talking with his friends, Emily goes over and tells her friends to go easy on him. Like, it's his first time. Don't be too hard. Um, and they call Ross over to the scrum and he really tries to get into it, but he, like, is failing at getting into the, the scrum. And so just mm. jumps in the middle into a hole. Yeah. Now, the rules of the official rules of rugby indicate, or I guess dictate, really, that all the players that are involved in the scrum, which includes Ross, must be present at the start of it. So because Ross wasn't present at the start of the scrum, they would have had to start over again rather than call him midway through to join. So just the official rules of rugby. Yeah, but they were just playing a street game. 
Right. No, I know. But, like, these guys come from London, I'm sure. Um, Yeah. Also, sorry, there's another, like, part of it. Um, I have, like, a lot of, like, rugby facts for these scenes, but because there's kind of numerous errors that happen in this rugby game. Um, A couple of them is, like, I guess the most notable one is the game does um, doesn't begin with a scrum. That's not the beginning of a game. There are 15 players per side as opposed to the five aside that were depicted. And the goalpost and what they call try lines are 100 meters apart. And rugby cannot be played in a small park. Um, okay, so we're a little bit into the game and we realize that Ross is getting tackled left and right. And Emily is just fuming. She's like, I can't believe they're not going easy on him. Um, So it's halftime and Ross is walking over in front of Emily. He's acting all tough. Like, he can do this. Mm -hmm. But then as soon as she goes to get him water, he, like, leans on Joey. And he's he shows that he's, like, physically dying. Um, But he doesn't want to quit because he's red Ross. Right. But the friends remind him, if you go back out there, you're going to be dead Ross. (laughs) Right. David Schwimmer does have, like, a good set of, like physical humor here like the physical comedy element he he leaned into a lot yeah um so emily offers him some help and she and he said no because guys grab anything like you're not going out there and she's like no i have tips that i'm going to give you on what parts of the guy's body to go for Mm -hmm. um so she says something like trick him no cup this guy like yeah do this do that so she gives him tips on what she's got the inside scoop yeah and that's basically all we see. Like we don't see any more rugby after that. Is that any other? Yeah, you're right. Um, just kind of one quick comment. Phoebe's hair changes between one and two chopsticks during like the duration of this game. Um, like as they're cutting to and from, you kind of see like one chopstick and then two. Now I don't know if it's just like the angle or if it fell. You know, like sometimes chopsticks don't hold it like straight up. They start to like turn and rotate. But I just kind of notice like. It would alternate back and forth. And um, if you look really closely, I think it's during the tackle or maybe it's in the scrum when they're like, when he's like falling, you can see Schwimmer like smile on the tackle down, um, which is obviously like breaking character a little, but like it, it was kind of fun to see him like break out of that for a minute and just like laugh at the idea that he was like being like tackled by these guys. So I just thought it was fun. Okay. So the last scene that we will talk about is um they're in the cafe and ross is very much in need of a doctor oh wait hold on Um, i'm so sorry can i say one more yeah okay wait it might be in this scene did he already talk about when he remembers the first time that he's made a grown man cry no we haven't talked about it yet in the episode no is that coming up yeah okay never mind continue when when you have that i have a fun fact um well i mean that's the next part so if you want to just oh great okay So I guess like Ross says that this is the first time he's made a grown man cry. And then he remembers he made his father cry when he was four years old, when he washed the Porsche with rocks. However, Jack told Richard at his birthday party that he bought the car when he turned 50. So based on Ross's comments, Jack would be in his 90s if Ross was four in 1971. So there's a little bit of a continuity error there. So that's that's it. Nice. Um, The only other thing that really happened happens is he thanks Emily for her help um and then they hug and he is obviously in excruciating pain because he's very much hurt and he doesn't want to go to the doctors yeah that's pretty much it I mean like yeah from what I could tell his left hand was injured his right knee pad is down he's got a cut over his right eye like he's got a lot happening but that's yeah that's pretty much all I had too favorite scene um wait the tag joey eating a sandwich i thought was hilarious because it's like we always talk about joey eating sandwiches but that becomes like a trope as we like continue on you know i just thought it was funny that like i was like joey in a sandwich there it is but anyways okay favorite scene i'd have to say you know it's much harder when you're not leading the episode to determine your favorite scene i don't know why that is do you feel that way I don't feel that way. Okay. No. okay. 
<laughs> That's just you. Then maybe you should go first. Um, I think my favorite scene is probably when they're watching, um, when they're watching rugby on TV, just that whole, the combination of that whole scene where like Joey is kind of making fun of him at first and like, dude, you can't do this. Then he comes to his rescue at the end. He makes fun of Chandler and then Rachel's like petty comments like, well, maybe he was looking at a dog. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think it was just funny, like all of their dynamics. So I'll probably say that scene. Um, I'd say the scene probably when Chandler is like realizing that he actually has to go to Yemen and the, like the idea surrounding that being so like the lengths that you would go to, to break up with your girlfriend or like a fling or I don't even know (laughs) what, like, what is this? Yeah. So just, just the idea of like, (laughs) I'm going to Yemen, like he says it very despondently like he knows what's happening so i think that's my favorite nice um okay so i guess episode ready next what would you rate it um i'll probably give this one an oh my god Mm -hmm. not for the reason why she's on there but um oh yeah clever i just i mean it's a funny episode it has its moments but i don't think it's it's not one that I would watch again, I guess. Um, and it really doesn't have anything, like, super pressing. Like, yeah, we're developing Ross and Emily, but mm-hmm. it's not, like, a storyline that picks back up anywhere, like yeah. rugby and whatnot. So, um, and like you had said, this basically is, like, the re-entry and exit of Janice yeah. at the same time. Right. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And we never find out, like, how does Chandler get back from Yemen? Right. Like, we never see his return. He's just, like, back. I would yeah. give it the same rating. If anything, I'm I might sorry. be tempted to give it, like, a half a step to a step lower, but I, I'm just going to agree with you. Cool. Okay, post-show wrap-up. Trivia. Trivia. All right. According to Phoebe, which of the guys has a jewelry box? It's Ross, isn't it? Ooh, is it? I'm going to say, you're probably right, but I'm going to say Joey. <laughs> It's Chandler, it's Chandler, isn't it? <laughs> I thought to go with Chandler because, like, he's often depicted as, like, the girlier one of the three. But I was like, yeah. surely they That's wouldn't. Funny. But, okay. Um, which friend is freaked out by people touching their own eye? It's Rachel, isn't it? Yes. Monica. It's, Ra- it's Rachel. Oh, good job. Good job, Llewellyn. Yeah, because I remember, I feel like I remember the episode where they're trying oh, to get her Oh, they have to pin her down. Like, yeah. Well done, Llewellyn. Well done. Thanks. You killed that one. Um, in lieu of our social media spotlight, I want to, or we want to, because we work together. <laughs> Llewellyn's like, I have no idea what you're about to bring up, though. Um, I don't. The one with friends has a new supporter. We do? Do you not see the emails? We literally both get them. I know. I clearly have not seen it. I think you clear them before I can see them. Uh, Well, no. I've left this one. Do Do you want to say it? Because I think she gave us your recommend to a friend last week. She (laughs) did. It's Kimberly. Kimberly, we are so grateful for you. Um, Thank you. That just, it means a lot to us when you guys put like a monetary like value on like what you receive from the podcast um and honestly like yeah I'm just so grateful for it because obviously this takes time and Lil and I both fight feelings often of like should we keep doing this like we've got a lot going on and our lives are busy and so like when you guys support us this way it just means a lot because even little like even little amounts like honestly it means so much because it just, it says that you like perceive the value of it in a way that yeah. like hits your wallet. And for a lot of people, that's really hard. So um, thank you, Kimberly. You are so sweet and we really appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Llewellyn, could you imagine if like, if every single one, and we're not going to like put Kimberly on, on the spot here, but could you imagine if like, if every single one of our friends on here that listen consistently to every episode, if they gave us this amount like what we'd be like oh it would yeah it's not like it would, would pay rent or anything but like no but it would definitely help it like just be, it's so thoughtful just, 
Yeah. I just, oh, Kimberly, thank you so much. You and yeah, Beth you. are rock stars. So we've added a second one. I was like so thrilled to see that. And I know that an episode has come out since then, but we had already recorded it. So now, Kimberly, you know our recording schedule <laughs> because you know when you <laughs> submitted this. Um, but yeah. Kimberly, we just want to say thank you so much. I know that I have got like a backstock of social media posts to like recommend or uh, to spotlight, but I wanted to just set this time aside for you. We really appreciate you. Thank you so much for your, for supporting our podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, okay. Recommend to a friend. Yeah. So I'm recommending um, if you're a coffee drinker, even if you're not a coffee drinker, if you drink tea, you drink water because they all have water. Mm. Um, I recommend just finding a local coffee shop or a tea shop, um, since moving to Florida, like I've, I've got a few from back home that I would go to, you know, like on rotation. And I'm the type of person that if I've got things to do, like either on my laptop or I have a book to read or whatever, I like to go to a coffee shop because for some reason, even though they're always loud and, you know, noisy people, whatever, I can focus better there than I can at home Mm. sitting in the quiet. Um, so I love like local coffee shops and since moving to Florida, it's been hard for me to like go out and find them, even though they're all over the place down here. I've actually seen more down here than I ever did back home. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's been fun because lately I've like, if I've been going to get coffee with a friend or, you know, needing to like kill time after work before something at night, um, I've intentionally said like, take me somewhere new, like that I've not been because I want to try all these places so I can like see which ones I like and feel their vibe and whatever. So I've tried a lot of different coffee shops lately and I've not really been disappointed yet, Mm. which is sad because that means there's just so many. (laughs) You're like, shoot, Um, I wanted to narrow this down. Yeah. But they're all, and I mean, they all have their, their different things and I've only been to most of them like once or twice. So Mm -hmm. I want to go again and, you know, see more. But, um, I just recommend that if you have been like, especially if you like work from home or if you are just at home a lot, like whether you're in school or something and you just need to get out and go somewhere, like find a local coffee shop. I guarantee you, you have one in your area. And one thing that I love to do, um, I'm not a very outgoing person. You guys probably, I don't know if you know that because you only hear my voice, but I'm very introverted, very shy. Mm -hmm. But one thing that I always do when I go to a new coffee shop is I ask them what their favorite drink is. And eight out of 10 times, I would say, I probably get exactly what they recommend. Cool. Um, I like that. Because I want to try, like, if you guys are, if this is your favorite thing to drink here, then I want to try it because that means you're going to put, like, your effort into it. And so, and it's it's also just rewarding because I did that at one shop and this girl was, like, blown away. She's like, you want to drink what I drink? And I'm like, yeah, what you said sounds amazing. So I would love to try that. And so it's just the the little things, you know, I feel like our world has a lot of negativity these days and even the smallest thing, you know, asking the barista like what their favorite drink is and then getting it if it's something that you think you might like and it's just little things. So if you have local coffee shops you've been wanting to check out, here is your recommend to do it. I love that. Every time I visit a brand new coffee shop, I always get an iced vanilla latte because it's a base for me that I can then judge if I like their coffee or not. Because usually what I used to do is I used to grab like a new, like a new drink based on like, because every coffee shop kind of has their own like specialty beverages. And I was always like, I love specialty beverages. I love like random syrups that make up this delicious like drink but before I determine if I actually like your shop or not I need like a base because you can dress up bad tasting coffee with yummy syrups guaranteed yep so I need like a base drink where it is a every cafe in the entire planet has vanilla latte okay that's why I'm no I'm sure there are some that don't but most of them do like a vanilla latte is very standard So that to me is like, if I get a vanilla latte, I can judge pretty quickly. Like, will I like all the rest of them? Most likely because I can taste the coffee. I can taste the type of syrup that you use. It gets pretty standard. But I like the idea of like, once you get to know places, especially for someone like me who like does it a certain way to then ask them, like, what do you drink? What's your favorite? That's a great way to one, get to know people. 
um, like develop a like temporary relationship with them and show them that you're interested in them. Um, but also to expand like your knowledge of beverages, I guess. I don't know how to say that right, but it's a great idea. Um, okay. My recommend to a friend is, I guess I did not tell Llewellyn that I did this. Um, Llewellyn, did I tell you that I took your recommend, recommend to a friend a couple weeks ago of having an Apple TV and using AirPods? You bought an Apple TV? I did. Oh, I'm proud of you. Okay. So remember my Bridgerton binge that I told you? Yeah, I wondered. A couple weeks ago, I told all of us friends, all of my friends here, that I binged Bridgerton in the exact amount of hours that it takes to get through it, just in one fell swoop. Um, So on the day that I knew my sister and I were going to binge the show, I stopped by the Apple store and I bought an Apple TV. Um, And instead of just using my AirPods, I wanted a more like full sound so I, guys, I bought the... So you impulsively <laughs> bought the AirPod Maxes? <laughs> Don't judge me. Wow. This is the person that... Yes, I did, Llewellyn. ...plans everything, guys. Like, <laughs> we, for the longest time, would not buy the AirPod Pros because neither one of us had... We really didn't have the money for it. We didn't. Even though, like, we did, but Well, we, we had the other versions of them, too. Like, we already technically yeah. had AirPods. Yeah. Okay. Here's... Here's a couple of things leading into my decision. Number one, the Bose headsets that I'm using, the earpieces, I, the faux leather that wraps the foam that like helps noise block is literally falling apart. And I can take out the piece of foam because the leather is no longer attached to the earphone. Like it's, it's actually falling apart. Number two, when you told me that AirPods and Apple TVs sync and that I could listen to something in my TV room and not disturb like my roommate, I was like, oh, check number two. So once I knew that I was going to be up until 3 or 4 a.m. binging the show, I needed a way to listen to it at full volume, um, but also be mindful that I have a roommate whose door is right off the living room. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't keep her up till 4 a.m. because I'm watching, like, Bridgerton. So, um, I bought them. And when I tell you that I I have, I am so impressed with the sound quality that comes out of these AirPods, uh, these AirPods, these AirPod Max. Um, yes, it costs a pretty penny. But I texted my sister while we were watching the show. And I, I texted her, like... I said, I can't even really tell that the sound is only coming from my ears, but it obviously was. It felt like just that I had full sound of the room inside of my ears. And then I realized that that's because of the new technology of spatial audio that they've started implementing into all of their technology when it comes to their ears. I could literally be looking straight at the TV and, and and you'd have like an equal spread of the volume into both ears. But if I turn my head to the right, the sound in my left would increase. So it made it sound as if the sound was still coming from the TV. And then yeah. I would center again and then I would turn my head to the right. And then, you know, my right ear would have more of the sound yeah. in it. Like this. I mean, our, our pros do that too. They do. But but Llewellyn, the degree to which it does it in these like noise canceling headphones, I, I was so, I've, I'm still so impressed. I'm obsessed with them. Um, I'm currently finding, like trying to find a way to buy the correct cords to be able to use those for podcasting because honestly, like, these bows are they're one they're falling apart i've had them for well over 10 years so they have definitely gotten their use like i am i am not like being wasteful i guess it makes if that makes sense but man yeah if you can afford it have the cash for it and have the opportunity and you're looking to either upgrade a system that you have or you're stepping into kind of the over the ear noise canceling 
you know, it, it can obviously go from noise canceling to transparent mode, like you can do either. But if you're looking to get into like that earphone or um, earphone like kind of game, let me tell you, AirPods Max, it, I don't think I'll ever go back to like Bose ever again. It sounds, it's so clear. Nice. And comfortable um, because it covers your entire ear, whereas Bose... They cover a lot of it, but after a while, my ears start to kind of like hurt a little bit. I don't feel that way in the AirPod or AirPod Pros or Max, sorry, in the Max version. Um, so highly, highly, highly recommend to a friend. Cool. Um, yeah. Okay. Next week, we are going to cover the one with the fake party. It's yeah. going to be a good one. So... We will catch you guys next week on the One With Friends podcast. <laughs>